Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside Gangster Pete, producer extraordinaire. It is time for part two of the Young Page Views podcast, and I am thrilled. Here's what I was thinking, actually, when, when, I, when I hyped up the Young Page Views part one, Young Page Views of Barstool fame. I knew a number of people weren't familiar with him, and then I also knew a number of people were not only familiar but big fans just because they're they're huge Barstool fans. Um, but then I also know that sometimes when I hype something up, there's just this, um, it's almost like a, a predictive contrarian thing that, oh, because he hyped it up so much, I have to be bold to go against him as if I'm some kind of um, omnipotent figure. So I was like, oh, maybe I hyped it up too much, and then people are going to kind of shit on it. And I was a little concerned that I created a self-fulfilling prophecy of negativity. However, to Young Pageview's credit, I got so many emails, and still I'm getting them, on this interview. Uh, and I think in part because people, some people, especially the people responding, um, had not been familiar with him and were just like, this guy is so good. And a lot of people say, and I can't wait for part two. And a lot of people say, and why don't you work with him on something? Well, I mean, he's, he lives in New York city and he's working at Barstool. So that's the answer to that. But, uh, I loved talking with him. He might be a part of our, uh, hockey nights that we're doing coming up here. Uh, the first one being, uh, the night after Thanksgiving, uh, presented by Bud Light for the Blues and Predators, and you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. It's me and Dan McLaughlin, and it is a penthouse suite that we have, and uh, we are partnering with the Special Education Foundation. Uh, so part of the proceeds for the event will go there. So you're hanging out watching the Blues and Predators game in a suite with me and Dan McLaughlin, maybe Young Page Views, and, uh, and it includes all of your food, gourmet food, private bartender. It's a nice way to spend uh, the night after Thanksgiving. So uh, if you're interested, go to eventbrite.com and type in my name, Dan McLaughlin's name, Hockey Night, Bud Light, whatever the case might be. It'll pop up, get your tickets, and uh, join in the fun and games. We're looking forward to that one. And uh, and uh, maybe Young Page Views will be there. Well, he's our guest in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. It's our first two-parter. And uh, and I the first one, it was 40 minutes of Lana Rhodes' discussion. If you would have told me I'm going to start a podcast and talk about Lana Rhodes for 40 minutes, I would have assumed we'd be talking with Lana Rhodes. But no, we were talking with Young Page Views. Now we get into, as we pick it up, him making the trip to New York City to interview for Barstool, uh, which was a defining moment in his life. And uh, you hear the backstory on that, plus his experiences at Barstool. And then we get into 
because it's not really necessarily my perspective, but he wanted to talk about the perception of Barstool as a controversial business. And so we, we discussed that. And I know for some people that's a source of uh, some consternation, but oftentimes it's people who aren't familiar with the product and then they see things out of context. It's like if you were to take things that we say on TMA and you're not a listener to the show and you just isolate in that this is a show that focuses on stepdads hooking up, you know, you'd have women who write into the sound off section like demanding that we be fired because there'd be zero context on it. And so I think a lot of that stuff goes on with Barstool. Um, I reckon it's a huge Howard Stern fan. I think that goes on. because I, I think if you talk to somebody who doesn't listen to Stern, now I realize the show's different now in 2018 than it was 30 years ago. But they would think, oh, it's this and it's that. And in reality, it's, it's more, um, you know, I mean, the interviews he does. I don't know who does a better interview than Howard Stern. So it's just, it's, it's sometimes just a lack of, you know, actually knowing the product, but either way we get into that too. So uh, that's all coming your way here on part two of my interview with young page views on the Tim McKernan show from the home com studios. If you are a friend of the podcast and starting to get into it, as it seems based on our numbers that a lot of people are hearing about it, word of mouth, which is exciting, uh, that, uh, you know, that our sponsors are the people who make it possible. And Ryan Kelly has been with us from the very beginning. He's online at the home com. He is our studio sponsor. If you're buying a home, if you are refinancing a home, then you need to go to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Not only is he a really good guy, he's somebody who's going to save you money, and that's what it gets down to. So if you are interested in buying a home, make sure you're doing business with Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Our guest this week, the rare part two. It's never been done before on the program, but this one was certainly worth it. Young Page Views, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's online at evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna, and he is somebody that I say, please give a call to. You'll be happy if you do. Uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies is the gentleman's name. Evergreenstl.com is the website, and he is our presenting Sponsor. The end of the year is fast approaching, and this is the time to get your year-end financial set up for a lot of people, including myself. We have young kids and planning for education costs on our minds. Mark Hanna reminded me that in both Missouri and Illinois, you may be eligible for a state tax deduction for putting money into a 529 plan. I just started one of those here a few months ago for our one-year-old. But for 2018, you have to put the money in by the end of the year. Don't wait. Things are always so busy for all of us, and for most of us, we put off doing things till the last minute. Call Mark Hanna at 314-889-0503, and he can help you figure out if a college savings plan is the right thing for your needs. Talk to Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies at evergreenstl.com. Mark helps everyday people meet their financial goals by helping them to create a clear picture of their finances. It's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, our guest presenting sponsor today of Young Page Views. Here's part two on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. So... I made a documentary of how I made the music video, how I was going to try to get Dave's attention, like my DMs. Like I was filming every time I would DM him, I would film like it. Or when he'd DM me, I'd open it. You know what I mean? So I had all this footage and I was going to do outdoors and I had like the music video and I was like, we're going to come in. I told my friend, I was like, you're going to film me with this. We're driving to New York. We're going to document the drive and we're going to put on the biggest show they've ever seen. Because as you know, Barcelona loves like, content in the sense of like it can be anything if you came in 
and tripped and had the worst interview, you'd probably get a job because it's like <laughs> funny. The only thing you can't do is be boring, yeah. which my parents, everyone, and like it's tough for me not to have like resentment, but like they were like, you got to wear a suit. Like my dad was screaming at me like, you go in for an interview. I'm like, you like you guys don't get it. Not my dad. Other people are like, you got to wear a suit. I'm like, you don't get it. They will laugh me out of the building. <laughs> so and my dad wanted me to fly. I'm like, no, it's not about flying. Like Dave will like the, the journey of like making the bigger gong show you can create. It's more interesting, right? So finally, Monday, we drove Monday from, I picked him up in North County, right? He, he was right by Landoff at his girl's house where they're not together anymore. Sorry about that. But we picked him up. <laughs> And he had to go see someone. He was, like, getting something from his dad. We didn't leave till like, 1130. And we're going to New York City. Like, not close. We drive. We get there at, like, 3 a.m. It was, like, 14, 15 hours, whatever. And I'm telling you, like, Pennsylvania is, like, seven hours. Like, we uh. were in the whole time, dude. I'm dying. You could not be more nervous. I can't even think about it because I legitimately get, like, sick thinking about it. It was so terrifying. And I was calling. I was, like, I'm going to get an animal, right? I'd been calling for a while. Trying to find, I want to get a tiger. Because if you show up to Barcelona Sports with a fucking tiger, I'm like, no chance he doesn't give me a job. <laughs> you had to get a permit to get the tiger, and it was 10 grand. I'm like, well, no. There was other places that had a tiger cub for like three grand. I'm like, no. My grandma loaned me money. She's like, I'll give you 500 bucks. I'm like, the tiger's three grand. Like, she's <laughs> like, yeah, sorry. So <laughs> I drive up there. I finally found there was a, between a gator, there's a guy, you know, it's like a baby gator that probably wouldn't have done the trick. There was an opossum. A armadillo and a wallaby. So, and I was like, what do you think? I, I was going to do the armadillo, but then I know they can like carry uh, leprosy, whatever. I'm like, that may be a bad move, whatever. <laughs> so she was like, you'll love the wallaby. Like, he hops around, whatever. I'm like, good. So I'm like, this is the time. This is the address. And I like creeped their address from like, it didn't used to be out there. Like, I had seen like stuff they did. Like, I would be looking in the back of Barcelona videos, like behind the scenes, like on the whiteboard, like what they had coming out. I was like a spy, man. I'm telling you, I was like so obsessed with this shit. Like anything, if Dave did a periscope, I'd be like, watch the whole thing, but I'm looking at the background. Like what was on his computer? What was on? Like I was studying. I was like, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. I have to get this job. So we show up the next day. First of all, we get there at 3 a.m. I wasn't done editing like the animal videos. So I'm sitting up. I went to bed at 5, slept for like an hour, woke up at about 7.30. And I kept editing to the thing. It's time I had my outfit on. I had like a safari. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, so I was like, Safari Freeze was my name, whatever. It didn't stick. <laughs> and because like, I was like, it's going to be wild. This is the time when Dave would say wild all the time. I was like, all right, I'm going to show up, get the wallaby. I'm going to present Barcelona doors. That's it. So I showed up. The wallaby lady, bless her heart, was on time. So I get this wallaby. She gives me in a pouch. She's like, I got to go park my car. Blessing in disguise. If you come in with like the handler, like they didn't know yeah, it wasn't yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, I go park my car. I'm like, all right, we'll just wait here. Took the wall, we went upstairs. So <laughs> Frankie Brelli, who's now one of my very close friends, was walking out and he was like, I was like, hey, you Frankie? Like, of course, such a fucking loser. And like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Like, he's not like an animal guy. He's like, what is that? I'm carrying this fucking like, looks like a goat, you know, there's like legs sticking out. <laughs> so he's like, oh shit, he knows Dave would want to make content, whatever. I go upstairs, and I swear to God, like, I turn the corner. You know, the elevator. Dave's office right here. He is the most terrifying person. Like, his gaze. If you're, like, even, like you're like a well-respected, real person, I don't even know, like, I don't know who wouldn't be nervous by him. Like, he just looks through your soul. Not in, like, a bad way. He's just so in, intense, whatever. And, like, I looked at him in the eyes. It's like, it's like when you see the end of the movie, like, the monster, and I'm just like, 
holy fuck. Like, in part of me, I'm like, there he is. Like, that's the guy. And I had this thing, and he was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, it's Wallaby. And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I came to talk, whatever. Like, we did the interview, and it was like, Roan came in, Caleb came in, Gaz came in. They're filming the whole thing. Hank's filming it. So part of me, it's like it's like playing on the blues where you're like, holy shit, like that's their thing, like while you're trying to play. These guys are asking me questions. I was going crazy. Like I was saying all these ideas, everything. And I, I knew like part of part of the thing, like the more crazy you are, the more they're going to be like, all right, this guy can stay. If I was like, here's my idea, whatever, mm-hmm. they're like, get out. So I knew it was kind of going well, whatever. And then like we stayed and I, I, I he was like, okay, good. Like after a while, and I told him, I straight up told him, which once again, this is tough in negotiating when you're talking about other stuff after. I was like, I'll, I'll like kill someone for bars. Like not in a weird way, but I was like, I did tell him. I'm like, I've read this website for since 2010. I believe in the actual, like not to be like, I was like, I don't want to be corny, but I do believe in like what it stands for of like the, not not political correctness. Cause I think that comes off as kind of like a try hard thing nowadays. Like we're not PC, like right. no safe spaces. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I believe in like, I do think there's a lot of stuff going on with like, where, like, a coach makes the team run laps. And, like, I, got, I was like, I am with you. Like, I believe in the cause. I'm like, I'll do anything to help this company. I'm capable. I can make videos. I can do whatever. I'm like, please let me be a soldier for you. Like, that was, like, my, like, thing. Because I wanted to make it in a way that he couldn't say no. You know what I mean? How Like, if I came to you, I'm like, if some kid walks in, you're like, what are you doing here, dude? But if mm. he's like, I will do anything to help you, how do you say no to that? And to me, it was all or nothing. If I didn't get this job, dude... I mean, there's no telling. I may still be in the basement, like, coming out with it's my seventh mixtape. Like, I may have been in the door, like, like. but that's the thing. I would have never came here to be right. like, guys, check this out. I was just sitting in my basement. So, anyways, I stayed there. My other strategy, I was like, I'm just going to stay. If you're in content, I'm like, how could they turn me away? So, there was, like, Ebony, there was something who ate the potato skin, some stupid thing, whatever. And, like, I was, like, chirping Ebony, who was, like, our security guard. She was, like, more in the content back then. I was, like, getting into it. I went on his radio show, which, like, it's him, Roan, Caleb. Roan's, like, one of the quickest people I've ever met in my life. Dave is obviously the quickest. And, like, you're trying to get airtime on that. And I'm, like, you don't want to say something dumb, but you also don't want to be boring. So I did the radio show. I was on the rundown, all the stuff. And you're, like, please, man. Like, you just you don't want to say something dumb, anything. So eventually I stayed. I came back the next day. We went and shot a man on the street in Times Square that night. From like midnight to 4 a.m. I edit till 7 a.m. I had my alarm. You know, work starts at like 10, whatever. I slept. I woke up at like 11.30. Slept through my alarm. And like he didn't tell me to be there, but it was like that's what time. I don't know if you've ever seen. This is like weirdly old school now. But like the day that Riggs was like, check your fucking timestamps. Like I was blogging a Syrian genocide, whatever. Dave was making a video catching people coming in late. Because he was like, why does everyone show up at like 11? I slept so late, I went. I was past when they were doing the video. <laughs> I woke up, dude. I thought it was over. Oh you know, like, I, God. I'm like. You, so the alarm went off and you just slept through it. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. I had, the night before I left to drive to New York, I didn't sleep at all. The night I got there, I got there at 3, edited till 5, slept till like an hour, whatever, 7.30. I, it was the most stressful thing. I legitimately, like, my body didn't wake up. I wake up, I'm like. Well, like, that was fun, and now I'm absolutely fucked. Because if you show up, I was going to say, oh, I thought you guys had something, whatever. I was, like, trying to figure it out. So I show up. No one says anything. No one cares. I mean, the the nature of Barcelona, there's so much going on. No one gives a fuck about, like, no one's thinking about you. You got to think about yourself. 
So whatever. I go in. He's like, hey, what's up? Now, who's he? Dave. Okay. He didn't see me right away. Dave has so much going on. Like, you could probably do, like, a meth lab. And he, like, <laughs> like, unless you're in front of his face, which is a blessing and a curse. Like, it's good because he's so intense and so, not uh, attention in detail, but, like, if you're in his gaze, if you fuck up, he'll tell you in a heartbeat. Not in, like, a hard-ass way. He just is so analytical. Everything he sees, he's like, why would you do this? Like, oh, that's not. And he's right. Like, he's always right. But it's, like, sometimes it's tough because most of us fuck stuff up all the time or don't do something the exact way. When you're in his gaze, you're under the fire. So he didn't see me, whatever. I stayed that day. I saw him. I was like, hey, I'm not done with the documentaries, whatever, because that was the thing. He's like, all right, how about tomorrow? Good, another day. So I'm like, I'm back at the office for a third day. And part of this, I'm like, also, it's like fantasy camp where I'm like, I got to go to Barcelona for three days. Like, wait till I tell my friends and everyone's going crazy, like going nuts, like texting me back. Oh, my dude, I saw you in the back of the Snapchat, whatever. And I was like, you know, I've never seen that before. People are texting. You're like, oh, my God, like this is the coolest thing. So the third day is Thursday. I went and I had my hard drives. I finished them. They were good. They're on YouTube. They're like, okay, whatever. For what they were, they're fine. And I went to Whole Foods in Manhattan, in Chelsea. It's the one right by the office, whatever. And I got a bag of nuts. Because you know Dave always loves, like, the symbolic thing. And I filled up this bag of nuts, like, this big, like, a kettle corn bag. And I was like, my shtick was like, my nuts are on the table. Like, I was going to put the hard drives in the bag of nuts. Like, my nuts are on the table. Like, do you want to hire me or not? Get there. Dave wasn't there. So I was going to leave him on. Then, like, whatever. Whatever happened, I, like waited until he like went to do something it was like like a sneaky like i was like so nervous i put him in there with the hard drive and the nuts and when i was in whole foods craziest thing this guy comes up to me i was wearing a yellow retro uh los angeles kings jersey you know the like oh, i don't know yeah. why like what, what a weird thing but i was like maybe they'll think this oh it was jersey that's what it was when we had that show jersey i was like glenny balls will think i'm cool like no one cared but so <laughs> i'm in there doing that this guy comes up to me and he was like, yo, young page views, whatever. And I was like, I thought it was a Barstool setup. Like at the time, I thought it was like the NSA were like, they knew where I was. They're going to play a prank on me. I thought it was part of it. And I was like, what's up, man? Whatever. He's like, yo, can I get a selfie? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I've been there two days and you start to realize like, this is a different level. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing I'd ever seen. These guys like, and you see like, even now, like when I'm with Dave, he can't walk down. Like, it's crazy. Like, we were at the Super Bowl. He probably took 20 pictures of art. From us walking from the car inside to Mall of America, he takes 20 pictures. It's crazy. You just, you realize, like, there's so many things to think about. So I was like, oh, shit. So I started to be like, dude, make this happen. Like, I'm like, this is the big lease. So I go in. I put the nuts on the table thing. It's Thursday night. And he was like, he brought me in. And it gets real dark in winter. It's December 15th was when I went. And I remember it was pitch black, and he, like, came in. He's like, hey, like, Young Patriots, can you come in my office? And I'm just like, I knew, like, this was it. Because I gave him I gave him the hard drives, and I had heard the audio of it from, like, outside that he had. Dave doesn't watch anything. But, like, when he's hiring someone, I guess he watched. He probably watched 30 seconds of one of the videos. Like, he doesn't watch anything. Like, you could send him, hey, like, here's, like, someone, like, you know getting executed. He'd be like, oh, like, uh, he just, like, does something else. So, like, <laughs> I heard it, and I'm, like, walking in. I'm like. I can't even tell you. And, like, I sit down, and he shuts the door. It's me and him, and I'm like, oh, man. Like, I almost melted. You know what I mean? And he was like, hey, like, we have a position for you, whatever. Uh, We want you to do those documentaries, like, behind the scenes. Like, because Hank was working on it at the time. And they wanted to make it like The Office, only their version, which 
was now stool scenes, but stool scenes didn't end up becoming that. But there was like whatever. And he's like, is that like good? And of course I was like, yes, of course. Like anything you say. But in the back of my head, I'm like, fuck, does he want me to like film? I'm like, I got this far, you know, I'm on the biggest ride of my life. I drove to New York, all this shit. And like, I had my, I had Jamie with me, all these things. I brought all these people. Everyone knew I was there. I'm like, you want me to film Big Cat? Like, fuck, you know, it was like the worst thing. I wanted him to be like, go fish wherever you want uh-huh. open, in my head. I'm like, go to Australia, quarter uh-huh. one, you know, whatever. So I said, yes, of course. I would never say anything, but yes, I'm like, I'm in the door. And then I went downstairs. The second floor at the time was just empty. So we would play hockey down there. Like we'd play like street hockey. And I was with Barcel Nate, as I hate saying Barcel Nate, but like Nate, whatever. And he was like, dude, just say yes. And like, when you get in the building, do whatever you want, whatever. But I was like kind of heartbroken at first. I'm like, I can't say yes to this. Like, I don't want to just film people, whatever, you know, it's like getting your dream and getting it crushed at yeah. the same time. But he was like, dude, no one, people do the most, ra- think of how many people at Barcelona just do stuff and then do something else. He's like, just get in. Don't worry about it, which is funny because I've had a ton of battles with him, but that was good advice. Mm-hmm. So I came the next day, I said bye, whatever. And I was like, so Dave, uh, like there was, when he said we have a thing, I'm like, I live in St. Louis. Like, you know what I mean? He's like. So, yeah, whenever you want to start, like, whatever. And I was like, uh, so can I get paid, like, this much? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. And I was like, oh, I'll start. So you asked for your salary and you, he just goes, He doesn't this. give a fuck. Like, Dave is so, he's not, like, he doesn't like that shit. Like, he's a, he's a businessman, but he's not, like, a negotiator. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to sit. If I would have said, like, 20 more grand, like, he may have just been like, yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. Re- like I said, a lower number, right. which like in retrospect, like fuck, man, like I've been battling, <laughs> like trying to get up. And it's like he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, and how about like January fifteenth? He's like, all right. And then like he was like doing something. He's like organizing. <laughs> I can picture this shit. I can totally. Picture Dude, he's this. literally standing in his office. Like, is this the even... biggest moment of your life? And for him, it's just like yeah, I gotta like, take care of this shit. He real literally quick. was like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't even know if he heard me. <laughs> like, like he, he legitimately may have been surprised when I showed up. Like, what are you doing here? Remember when you told me I could work here? So, like, I was like, okay. And, like, the thing about Dave, too, once you don't have any more business with him, you get out of the office. Like, you don't want him to be like, what are you, like, he's not going to say, what are you doing there? But, like, he'll just look at you and you're just like, like, he's like <laughs> he just, like, so intimidating, whatever. So, I left and then I, like, went out. I said bye to some people. Like, you know, I'd met people over the four days. I was like, all right, guys, like, we'll be back in January. And, like, that's just kind of how Barstool works, too, where, like, people are like, all right. And, like, no one remembers you were there, like, two days later. So I go back home. I mean, the happiest thing in my life. But you also kind of have to do your own PR. Like, Barstool's not going to tweet out, like, just hired like this. <laughs> so I, like, went on Twitter, like, did that, whatever. And I'm also kind of at the same time being like, are they going to, like, respond and be like, no, we didn't? Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or have Dave be like, no, we just hired him to do this. Like, this is, like... It's it's such a free-for-all mm-hmm. where it's, like, I was just kind of, like, yep, like, announcement. Like, I did, like, breaking news or emergency press conference. I did it with, like, the World Trade Center in the background and all stuff. You kind of have to, like, you kind of say, like, even if, like, now someone's, like, I work at Barcelona now, someone be like, oh, like, I guess you do. Like, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. So, whatever. Drove home. There's a big ice storm. I remember I stayed in Columbus one night with my friend and then went back to Chicago. I'm, like, showing up at, like, 3 a.m. My girlfriend's, like, what up? She's like sleeping. I'm like, don't you get it? Like, this is the craziest thing of all time. So I was like, to me, it was like this conquering thing. But then it's like, it was just like a different world. You know what I mean? All of a sudden you're in a whole new thing. As you know, now you got to compete with these dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 
the tough, like you make the team and now it's like, all right, you're not even in the lineup. You know what I mean? So whatever. I don't even know, like, I, I know I'm being long-winded, but to me it was the craziest battle of my life. But so long story short, I went back home. I filmed a bunch of outdoor stuff from December, like, 18th when I got home to when I left. And then I packed up my shit on January, I believe, like, 14th. We left the day before. There's a huge ice storm. I don't know if you remember. It was, like, two years ago. No, 2017, last year. Huge ice storm. We were, like, leaving during it. And I had, like, we drove overnight, whatever. And I got there and just went into work. And the funniest thing is, like, you get there the first day, and they're like, uh, so what are you doing? Like, no one knows. People show up without tasks to do. And you've been hired. And it's like, (laughs) so I, like, the first week, like, I, like, would just hang out. You know what I mean? And, like, finally, I remember after, like, a month, I hadn't put anything out. I hadn't done anything. And Dave was like, he literally came over to me. Like, at the beginning, you think he likes you more than he does. Like, because you're like, oh, I'm this new hire, whatever. And he's like, he's like, hey, young Patriots, like, it's not going to fucking cut it, man. Like, he never, like, he doesn't do, like, pep talks. Like, he was so mean. He's like, I, I don't know how to, like, do the exact tone. But he's like, he's like, fucking one video a month. Like, you can, he's like, I'm, I'll ship you back to St. Louis, like, tomorrow. Like, whatever. And I was like. Yes, sir. Like, you know, like. Do you do this in front of people or is it just. Oh, in front of. Absolutely. Dude, nothing is Nothing's like discretion. Yeah. Oh, my God. He yells at me to that same thing. He told me he was going to put me in a box and ship me back to St. Louis. <laughs> my dog had died. I didn't tell anyone. Not the one a month ago. I've had, man, bad two years for my dogs. But, like, I, know, I shouldn't have said that. But whatever. My dog died that day. It was the first day of March Madness. I was late because I was commuting from New Jersey, like I told you. The train, New Jersey Transit, as you may know, is the absolute worst. Shout out to Frank the Tang. And legitimately, it just stops on the tracks. Oh, fuck. Like, there's days you're riding on the train. It will stop. You can't, it's not, I'm not talking about at a station. I'm talking about yeah, in, between in between places. Yeah. You are literally just stranded. And it will just sit there. Like, they'll be like, uh, a train, uh, there's snow on one of the rails, like, in Hoboken. And you just can't move. So I was late. I walk in. I'm, like, already, like, delirious. You know, you're, like, late, all stuff. My mom's, like, your dog died, all stuff. I mm. walk in. Dave's, like, like just screaming. And, like, he doesn't know. Like, it's a, it's a business. He doesn't know my fucking dog died. But, like, I'm, like, having the worst day of all time. It's the first day of March Madness. So, obviously, they're, like, you're behind the scenes. Like, you got to, like, get everything, you know, like, all the stuff. Absolutely, like, lays in me. He's, like, in front of the entire office, like, fucking lazy piece of shit, like, I'm gonna ship you in a box and put you back to St. Louis, I'll do it today, like, all the stuff, and I'm just like, he loves, like, that line, like, I'm gonna ship you, not anymore, I, like, stop fucking, that was the last time, alright, like, but, like, there was no, there's no, like, hours when you first get there, and that was the first day I came up to him, I was like, what time do you want me to get there, you know what I mean, he was like, 10 o'clock is like, that's like my official time of, like, you're not gonna be in trouble, because the nature of the thing was, like, you're gonna do stool scenes, and you're gonna, like, do this kind of behind the scenes like documentary of Barstool every day. Which honestly, it's not the worst thing because I do enjoy like documenting. It is fun. Like when I'm fishing, you're basically documenting when you're doing this. So it's not the worst thing. But it is like it wasn't what I wanted to do. But in in the essence of it, like I said before, you get to do things you would have never done. Right. It also was a featured video on the site. Every weekend it'd be on the site for three days. So like it helped me a lot get in the in front of everyone and like I insisted on doing like Hank wanted me to just be behind the camera and do nothing basically be his intern that's not a shot at Hank but like he didn't in his mind he wanted to do it a certain way right and he wanted to have other people do the introduction I was like no I want to do this whatever like I want to because to me I'm scrapping and clawing like as the same way if I didn't make that music video I'd still be sitting in my basement 
I'm like, if I don't do this, no one's ever going to know what I did or care. So it's like the whole thing in Barstool is really like you really have to scrap and claw for every inch of attention, like content you make. Like everyone's competing so much. And now we have fucking like 50 people doing it, you know? So the whole thing, like ever, like the second I got there, you're in a new battle where it's like, and I'm sure radio is like that the same way. Like your competing stations are like, would kill you just to get like the airtime. You know what I mean? Who are people listening to? So that's basically what it's been ever since. It's like I've been trying to build outdoors. And like during while I've I've done that, it's like I do stool scenes or whatever. And it's consistent. We're on our 87th week in a row. After that, it's over 150 episodes twice a week. And just been building outdoors, all the stuff. And it's like one of those things where you don't really ever get a chance to stop and like look around. That's why I love like I'm, I know I'm being like insufferable how long I'm talking about this. But it's like. You never get to, like, tell the story. You know mm. what I mean? You just hit the ground and you're just, like, doing stuff. It's crazy, man. It's like a new world. It's like you almost feel like a movie where I don't even remember beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So I don't even, I don't, it's kind of like Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. Like, I don't oh, know man. what to I mean, say at this point. Like, an hour story. I know. I and feel I was, bad. But, that was but, too much. No! I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt the flow because it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, proverbial from absolutely nothing, completely fucking delusional, clearly, on a variety of things. Very much so. Which is great. I think that's wonderful. And then, but that lack of self-awareness, I think, allows you to be creative in, in your parents and your yeah. friends not saying, dude, it's not happening. Yeah. You keep creating because you think it's inevitably going to happen. Right. Whereas most people go, fuck, I'm going to go to law school or I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to, I got this gig here and it's going to pay a hundred grand and I'll take that. Right. And, you know, whatever. I, there was never any point in my head where I had ever considered it not working. Like in some manner. So that's the key. But it's crazy. But where I it's always like, have thought that way too. I'm just like, yeah, of course I'm going to host a show and it's going to, you know, I'm going to start right. this company and it's going to do well, you know. that's just Tim McKernan. Like in your brain, you're like, what does Tim McKernan do? He's going to do this. But then like, I look back it. and I'm going, it's, it was a fucking, I was a lottery winner and right. I didn't realize it when it was going on and you're a lottery. I mean, how many dudes would die? to do what you do right and now. And, like, legitimately what I'm doing, like, for, especially when I got there, now I'd like to think I bring more value. When I got there, I'm literally, like, toting around the camera, like, fill, like it wasn't really, like, everyone that shit's like, oh, you do... No shit, dude. I know I was just walking around being like, Dave, what do you think about LeBron? He's like, fuck LeBron. And then it's like, <laughs> like, why should I get followers or views from that? But it's like, it is, a, like, like you said, anyone could have done, like, we could have taken some dude walking by and, like, done that. But whatever the, the reasons were, like, in my brain, that was just always what was going to happen. And that's somewhat, like, part of the, like, equation. It has to be part of the recipe. I agree with you 100%. For whoever. Like, but clearly you have, like, when, when we had you on the show, and I don't even know how you were on the, the radio show. I don't know how that happened. I think I, I was no... sweet and deep told him about something. <laughs> that must have been what it was. But what? Oh, I saw, okay. <laughs> I saw Johnny Londoff tweeted about, uh -huh. and my dad liked it. That's what it was. Okay. All which right. is crazy, too, because, like, even this, like, we would listen to this radio station every day. Like, me and my dad, like, we'd be going to stuff. How old is stuff. your dad, by the way? Your dad seems like, like he's the coolest supposed to be fucking coming. dad. No, he's the man. I'm, I want him to come up here. I got to text him but because he's with my girlfriend. But anyways, I'm like, bring her, whatever. We're going to do stuff after this. But so I want him to come. But we would listen to this every day. And it's like, even the fact, like, when I could call in to th that show, I was like, holy shit. Like, you, I went, like, and it's one of those things. I know some people are going to listen to this and be like, get your own dick out of your mouth. Like, shut up. <laughs> Because I'm not, let me be clear, I now have self-awareness, let me tell you. Having people shit on your life in comment sections Get your balls hazed off. Oh, man. 
I I have like negative awareness. Like I hate. I look at a picture. I'm like, open your eyes, you fucking like weird crackhead loser. Like, because now I hear it in my head what they say. But, anyways, I like. Let me be clear. I'm not trying to say like, oh, look at this miraculous thing. Like I'm the best. Not at all. I'm just telling you from my perspective. It's like, holy shit, nothing was working, and then out of nowhere, this. So like when I when you guys like want to call in, I forgot who DM me the producer. Yeah. I was like from the TMA account. To me, it's like, holy shit. Like, it's just another circumstance where it's like, I just want to do anything that I, like, used to watch or anything. I'm like, I want to go do that now. You know what I mean? It's like, so when that happened, I'm like, I'm going to be on fucking 590. Like, what? <laughs> and, like, I text my dad. He couldn't believe it. You know? He's like, holy shit. So that's the type of thing where it's like, but, like, in reality, was it that crazy? It's like, no, I just had to figure out things to have something to offer. Like, you guys are looking for stuff to talk about. It's Absolutely. like, you got to, like... It's, it's, like, not that crazy. Like, once again, a lot of people be like, dude, people call into the radio every day. Like, shut up, man. Like, you didn't, but like, reinvent the, the wheel. But in my mind, I'm like, I got a 590 and people. Like, you know what I'm saying? But when you were on, it's, I mean, for real, I don't know how many how many shows I've put up together because I've had to. Because you're essentially just filling time, you know. I mean, right. the, the, the revenue driver is, is TMA. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, okay, I've got 24 hours, and you only put so much network on. So you're always trying to find talent and trying right. to find, at least I am. I think in St. Louis, a lot of it becomes, oh, he's available. Let's put him on. And then it yeah. doesn't really, you know, they're going to hit 230, and you don't win. Right. So I always am looking for, like, the people who I'm like, this motherfucker is incredibly talented. And I hurt him, like, in two minutes, not even two minutes. Kind of like what you said about what Dave, he knows, you know. Oh, he knows. And you know. Just like you know, yeah. And so I hear that. I'm like. And I don't even know. I probably texted the Landoffs. I go, who is this fucking young page views guy? He yeah. is instant offense. So, yes, the story is you had to grind to get there. But the talent was always there. And that's I was like, nobody could sit in. I mean, I guess people could sit in here. We've been going for, at this point, like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I know. I, talk, I love it. I'm I just was, saying. It, it, I love it. A lot of the podcasts wind up going long with the interviews. because I want people to tell their story. But your story is so, I didn't know. I, I think I asked Sam Landoff. Yeah. And I said, so what's this dude's story? You know, I said, but, I can just tell he's crazy talented. Crazy talented. That's nice. I don't know for about that. But, I, but, but that's, like, nice. But, but, I, but I, And I understand, but, I mean, for real, I could tell. And I told my wife, and I said, I, I want to meet young page views. I'm like, this dude, you know, I don't know what you want to do in the future. You obviously yeah. have a great thing going on. But, you know, I mean, this guy's got something. And, and not everybody has it. And so the fact that you didn't just, because I'm sure there are plenty of people who had it, whether they be my age, whether they be right. your age, whether they be younger. I know people, a million people that I know so talented that are still sitting doing nothing. And, and I'm like, I look at them, I'm like, that's why I get so like part survivor's of the equation guilt. is you got to grind. And you, you also have grind. to be somewhat delusional yes. in a sense. And, and have, a, have at least some people around you who don't tell you how fucked up the delusion right. is. Right, because like the thing is too, it's like, if you listen to a lot, like, and this is, I don't want to just keep shitting on them because sometimes my parents are like, all right, like we did, like my mom held the camera, but sometimes I'm like, you told me to get off this show. You know what I mean? And like, once again, dude, I, I just want to make this clear because everyone, self-awareness of the internet hating, they're going to be like, shut the fuck up. You didn't like, you're not on like Wheel of Fortune or something like, <laughs> you literally like hold a camera at Barcelona and tweet shit. Shut the fuck up. So I understand. I'm not a hero at all. I'm a loser. And I know that. Like. Big Cat, the funniest thing is, like, Big Cat's like a big brother to me, even though I would never say that to his face. He would, like, looks at me, and I'm like a peon, 100%. But in my mind, I'm like, at least I'm like in, like, everyone's a hero to themselves. So I'm not, I just want to make it clear. I don't think I'm like the man. I just, to me, it's like, 
I look at at least I'm not like I'm getting paid to not do something miserable. I feel like that's a win. Right. That's a win. Oh, I always I'm, say, I'm just you're texting I'm your dad. You're texting Lana. Oh, What's going right. on? No, no. She it's, said, come over. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, she's in St. Louis. But the point is, it's like anything like radio, like video, anything, you kind of do. There's such a fine line, right? Because the hockey community and everything, especially once you get older, it's very self-deprecating. A lot of stuff like that's part of the oh, reason yeah, the that's, NHL that's has a problem part. because NBA, these guys are so like interesting and over the top. It's so fascinating to watch the fights and everything. When you see like NHL, the guy scores like his seven millionth goal, and you're just like, you know, yeah. it's like that's so, interesting. I've never thought of it that way, but there's oh something yeah, to be but said for that, but part of like the the kind of culture is like don't pump yourself up. But I've learned it's like it's tough to really make it by being like conservative of like you know, oh well, I don't want to say anything too crazy. It's like. Even now, it's like say, like telling the story for an hour. Like I'm like, all right, dude, they don't care. Shut up. But part of it's like you have to act like what you're doing. Like that story to me is crazy. It is. And you have it's to put legitimate. it out or else no one will ever care. But you wouldn't have to say it's crazy. The story's fucking crazy. I had no idea you were a, a, a faux rapper, you know? And I <laughs> got four mixtapes, dude, right? So. No, and then like, like your story getting – because like I, I think I was texting with uh, – Sam and I don't even know who which one of the Landoffs you're closest with. I have I'll no say idea. probably Johnny, but and Harry, but Sam because he Just didn't play to... hockey with us, so I, I was okay. like friends with him. But like we weren't in the trenches like me so and I'm Johnny. Like, and I, I, I'm like, and that's the one I think I communicate with the most anyway. And, I love and Sam dead. though. No, I love Sam. And I'm just like, so what's this guy's story? Because. Because I've I've seen plenty come through, and they email me. I'm certainly like it's 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 one one millionth of what Dave gets or whoever Dave is in charge. Read his emails, do you kidding me? <laughs> I could send him a naked picture right now. You'd he never see. It. Fucking see it. Are you kidding me? But people who would want to work for Inside STL want to be part right. of TMA or whatever, you know. So it's it's like a sliver, a sliver, sliver, sliver of what Barstool has. But I'm familiar with that process of people who just want to be a part of it. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, I get it. You, you know, you want to work hard, and you, you'll go down to the Cardinals locker room and get sound. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It, right. do, it means nothing to me, you know, and maybe at like a 101 or a KMOX or whatever, that means something to them. But for what we do, it's irrelevant because I know it doesn't mean anything right. as far as the bottom line. Exactly. And that's the reality of it. So when I heard your personality, I'm like, how would I miss this guy? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, how would I let him get away? You would have never found me because I was nowhere to be found. Yeah. That's, that's like part of like, even if you're like, Sam, what's his story? They don't know the story because I I really had, I guess what, what I tried to say earlier, but I really have a problem with is like I'm so guarded because I don't want to people to see me fail. Not anymore. Now it's like being on even camera Even if they day, whacked you now, you had right. whatever, your year and a half or two years. But even even that, I'm, I'm saying like, like I don't want to like even the videos, I wouldn't put out my music videos like once I got self-aware, like I had like a shift where I was like, oh, fuck. Like <laughs> some people like may not think this is good. Like that first time. <laughs> I would never let, I would never put it, like, if I didn't know you would like it, I would never have showed you my music video. Think about that as an artist that's trying to get attention. That's a, that is a bad way to do something. Yeah, that's a bad Like, you would only do your radio to, like, and email the link to your friends who you knew. Like, and that's why, like, those guys, like, even Sam Lond, like, I would never have showed Sam Londoff, like, hey, check out this video. If he's like, "Uh, all right, dude, like, but that's such a, like, if that's anything I could say, like, if anyone's still listening at this point, like. Don't like that is the wrong way to go about yeah. this because I could have done a million. Videos. No one cared because it's like if you're afraid to fail like that, and that sounds so fucking cliche, but, but like true. I was so afraid to have a video that people were like, "This isn't good," so I own I made it so insular, and that never works. Like the people I know, even Dave, dude, look at how much 
And this is why, all right, full circle. Everyone, oh, you're a poor noise, like, get his dick out of your mouth, all this stuff. Like, first of all, I, if you don't look at Dave, like, and this is separate, and like, once again, everyone in the office that's like, oh, he's an asshole. Like, once you're with people every day. People and, in the office say he's an asshole? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, like, really? Kevin, yeah. I mean, like, people are always, there's like rivalries, and like, once you're, like, if you're Kevin Clancy, Dave is like a, a opponent to you. Not like he's like a, not an equal, but to him, they like fight. Like, to me, they're all about, like, right. KFC, Dave are like these forefathers. They see each other equal. Big cats, you know, fuck you, whatever. So, Everyone makes fun of like, oh, you're dick riding this guy. No, all like if no one was in here, no rec- recordings, anything. I'm telling you, if you don't look at Dave Porno and you're like, damn, that dude, you think I just told you a story at the end of the day. I'm living in my parents' basement, but I have like I come from lucky enough a situation where I'm not going to be homeless. Like they would have helped me out. They would have put you know what I'm saying? Dave was literally passing out papers at 4 a.m. Like that's like a joke now. Like, oh, I passed out too many papers. Think about this aspect. Someone is standing in a Boston tea station, whatever it's called, panning out papers to people, and you want to talk about not being afraid to fail. No one gives a fuck. You're trying to, yo, take this paper, take this paper. They're like, get out of my way. That is a level of grinding that I haven't seen someone do in a long time. So when I look at him and everyone's like, oh, get his day, I'm trying to learn from that guy. You know what I mean? And, like, that's the type of thing where it's like I see that type of stuff and it's like this is the level that you need to be on and putting yourself out there. That guy's written, I think we looked up the other day, like, over 10,000 blogs, like, in our back end. They have, like, Big Cat has, like, 500,000 tweets. Like, you want to talk about people who aren't afraid to put themselves out there. Like, you guys do radio every day. If you, like, didn't have something to talk about, you're like, oh, we can't do the radio today. Like, we don't want to have a bad show. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's about. Right. And look what happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning. Like, I'm telling you guys this right now. I've had this outdoor show. It was supposed to come out August. It is now October 28th. Like, hey, listen to your own. Like, I, it's easy to say it. It's harder to, like, put stuff out. I'm deathly afraid of this thing failing because it's my baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want it to be better than River Monsters, better than all this stuff. I'm so nervous, but it's like, so I'm not saying I'm the master of this, but, like, those are the type of people where it's like, even my friends, like, that I see that do podcasts or do this or that, put that shit out. And the craziest thing is, no matter what you're doing, people, some people will like it. Like, I see stuff. And this isn't a diss at anyone, but I see stuff of people I know or that that even I've worked with, whatever. I, I'm not going to say names not to be like a pussy, but like I don't want to be disrespecting people. But certain people, I see them do stuff, put out videos. I'm like, this shit sucks. Like, <laughs> And I, I'm not great. Like, I don't do it. Are these barstool people or these people who want to get into the game or what? Well, it is barstool people. I've I seen, picked I've up seen the body people out of there, 50 but... people out of, you know— 50 content people doing stuff for two years where I've been like, bro, this this ain't it, as they say on the internet these days. This ain't it, chief. And I was like, and I'm like, and people will be like, great job, whatever. They gain fans. And the people that do the most at Barstool inevitably end up getting the most following, the most fans. Because people look around. Let me tell you right now, there is no illusions of who's bigger, who's like, you know, growing who's not, you know. Like, right. if someone you're sitting next to gained 10,000 followers and you are sitting stagnant, you know. Because it's like a sports team. So that's like a currency thing is the followers. Fuck yeah, is that, that, that right? is the currency. Not only followers, because Twitter is very, like, you know, it is what it is. I would say it's not the currency. It's one of the main currencies because what are we doing there, right? You're gaining attention, but you can do viral video. Like, we see it every day. I post Barcelona Outdoors followed on Instagram. We have 491,000 followers. Crazy. People post a video, I tag them. No one gives a shit, a random viral video. That's tough. 
you have to cultivate an audience because that is the currency. Yeah. Literally, like if an advertiser sees you and they know 100,000 people are going to see something, you're now worth something compared to if you don't. So everyone there is kind of competing with each other, not in an outwardly mean way, but we know because it's like it's legitimately the same thing. If Tarasenko has 85 points, which hopefully he will this year because we're going to need it. But anyways, <laughs> and someone next to him like O'Reilly has 20 points, you know because he's not getting the same contract you're getting. It's the same exact thing. And it becomes a very, it's a big boy game at that point where it's like, not cutthroat, but it's very real. You Good. know what and I mean? I think that's healthy because I think one of Hell the issues yeah. that's been going on in St. Louis sports media is like, oh, well, he didn't get a show or he lost a show. Well, he got fucked. And it's like, I see the dollar figures. Mm-hmm. I know where the money's going. Trust me, it's not personal. If your show's not producing revenue, you have- You are out. Yeah, that's the way that, that's, it's, it's but the public doesn't see the currency. They you don't see the this. currency, and they don't know why stuff happens. Right, and so they think it's personal, but it's hardly ever personal. I could dislike somebody if they make money for the business. I don't fucking care. Exactly, that's the way it has to run. I'm and taking care Barcel of my family too. and my company, and that's that's the nature of the beast. Hope you're enjoying the conversation, part two with Young Page Views. Hey, for years, Mike Judy presents has been responsible for bringing St. Louis some of its finest concerts, but a lot of times people aren't aware of the people involved with these. Well, Mike Judy and his team, he has a staff of six uh, have been working to bring some incredible artists, especially up-and-coming artists, to St. Louis and doing it for years. Online at MikeJudyPresents.com and on Twitter, MikeJudyPRSNTS. And that's MJP, uh, St. Louis area-born musician. He's independent. This is a local person who brings artists and concerts to the area, uh, events to the area, the name of the business is Mike Judy Presents. The website is MikeJudyPresents.com. If you want to make sure you're supporting local and you want to see some incredible up-and-coming local acts uh, and some big-time national acts coming to St. Louis, brought to St. Louis by a guy who cares about the region and growing the region's profile, make sure you're checking things out at MikeJudyPresents.com. Well, I've been telling you about James Carlton now for a year, and now I can back it up because I have now switched my business to James Carlton. It got to a point where I said, James, I just have to switch to you. And he's just like, don't, please, because it's going to cause a whole thing. And I said, I I know you don't want me to because you don't want to cause a whole thing, but my responsibility is to my wife and to my son and to my business, and you're the best person for the job. So... I'm sorry I'm giving you my business, James. I'm sorry I'm giving you my business. He is a State Farm insurance agent, and he's just in another level of service. He knows the business. He just didn't get into the business by default. This is what he and his family do, and he has hired a staff of seven to make sure that he is giving his customers the best customer service. You know, he lays this out in his copy that I occasionally will will read, and as I'm reading it, I think about it. I mean, a worst nightmare scenario is thinking you're covered for something and then you're not. And you know what? That's not, that's not on the agent. That's on you to make sure that that's taken care of. But you know, you need an agent who's on top of the game in order to make sure that everything is lined up properly. And that's where he comes in. And that's why I'm operating from a position of confidence to switch to him just because I need to make sure of so many different things uh, that, that it's got to be lined up and done properly. And that's why I made the switch candidly. Uh, because I knew he would do it. His number is 314-961-4800. He's online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton, if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. So I got to ask you this, because uh, I'm legitimately curious. Like, 
And I know it sounds like a job interview question, but I'm legitimately no, I, curious. Like, what is what? If you could go, man, in five years, I would love to be doing this because I have no idea what the fuck you want to do. Maybe you don't want to know what you you want to do. I mean, would it be like if I can be a bar stool forever, then great? Or are you like trying to get into like your own outdoor show? Or what? What do you? Want to live in New York City forever? You want to live in L.A.? Definitely not that. Definitely you, not you New, York like New York City, City forever. But I don't think anyone – I think Dave and Big Cat and them don't want to live in New York City for that much longer would be my guess. But what I would say is, like, it is it is tough to say. I know that's a cop-out answer because if if you asked me a year ago, right? I mean, look how much shit's changed in just two years. Look how much stuff's changed. I mean, there's some stuff that I legitimately can't talk about that may change in the next month that would be huge that I'm praying for. That was That's just hopefully by the time – in a couple months, I can come back and be like, this is what I was talking about. That would be very cool. There's stuff that's going to change all the time, and it's very hard to, like, know what, like, say the outdoor show comes out and people are like, oh, this is good. We want to pay you to just do this and not do so. My goal, first goal, all right, so I'll break it down slower. First goal, not do stool scenes, not have that be my only job. I do it, and luckily right now, I do a lot of stuff. I do our Snapchat show every day, even though that's not, like, Barcelona, there's no, like, official titles, like, do this, do this, do this. But every day I go do takes on that. I do radio sometimes with people fill in, you know, whatever. So do some podcasts with people, whatever. It's kind of spot starts, right? Like a like a reliever type yeah. of thing. I would love to, to be doing animal stuff all the time because I think the same way that, like, if Big Cat is Chicago but also football, like, he's more, he's bigger now, but people have niches. That is my niche at Barstool. I know I can have it. I know I can hammer it, too, because the outdoors industry, and this may be a little too inside baseball of that, but it's like it's been kind of stagnant. And now there is great people now. No disrespect. I look up to them, and I'm trying to beat them. But it is an industry that I think I could, like, fuck some shit up in. You know what I mean? Because it's been very stagnant. The people going out on a bass boat on a Sunday morning show, hey, like, we're going to use this. Come on, man. That's not growing. <laughs> right. That's going That That's going out. Yeah. Is it still valuable? Yes, yeah, some advertisers, whatever. But I want. I think I could have something the same way that part of my take is, like, so successful in that. The same way that Dave is, like, taking pizza review, like, you know, food review thing, and now it's this comedy hilarious thing. The same way that all these people have done stuff at Barstool, I want to do my version of revolution that for fishing, animals. I'm not a big hunt. Like, I know that's part of it, and I know it's, like, part of it, but I just love fishing way more than hunting, whatever. But that that realm, because I think there's a lot of money there. 60 million anglers. I just talked to my guy Canelli the other day. There's a lot of money there, and I think the same way that, like, football, NBA has all these big personalities, I would love to be a guy in that realm because that's just my favorite thing to do. That's That's also economics. If you think there's a demand there, there isn't much of a supply. And I think that no one's – not no one. I think we could do it in a way that no one is doing it right now, and I think it would be not only just fishing, hunting. I think, like, you would watch it, and I'd be like, dude, look at this sawfish I caught. You don't have to be a fisherman. I want to do it in a... Where you not, bring in the casual fan. Like a pop culture way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I because you. It's smart. Because I could because tell like you... Because you said, the guy in the back of the boat saying, we're going to use this to catch this. I bro, mean, nobody's I could tell you what sinker I'm using <laughs> off this current and this thing. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> Unless you're trying to go out by yourself and catch it. Why? Like, I want to be like, oh, like, like for instance, if I took you out fishing, we had... I want to get guests like that, like... Oh, I'm fishing, like, there's a place in Missouri, and I'm not trying to pitch you, but I am trying to, if you ever want to do this. Oh, I'm with Tim McKernan, we're fishing this, and we talk like we're talking now. Mm. What do you think about this while we're fishing? It's a way to— Smart play, man. It disarms people. It makes kind of—I did a video with my boy Pat Maroon before, like, we're fishing, but we're also just, like, hanging out, shooting the shit. It's like a 
an interview without an interview, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Trust man, exactly what like you're saying. Like the funniest man. Bear Grylls one was when he took Marshawn Lynch and all that. And it's like <laughs> seeing people in positions they're not in. Absolutely. That's funny. Yep. I think at least. So that's my first thing I want to do is build that because right now, like you said, if they can my ass right now, right? It's like, well, you have like Twitter followers, which they only care about me because I'm in Barcelona. You have this, that. I still feel like I'm scrapping and clawing, I, like better than I was two years ago, but I'm still like, you don't feel safe at all, which is good. You just really shouldn't. Uh, the only people safe are like, we say it all the time, like the only people rich forever is like Dave, Big Cat, PFT, KFC, like, the, you know, the main people like that, K Marco, all that, the equity gang, as they call them mm-hmm. in the office. Those guys, they're probably good. If someone, you know, like toss them, they're probably still good, right? The rest of us, I'm not going to say interchangeable, but you could get, we could switch me out with some other guy. And if Dave wanted to build up another me in a month, he probably could. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know that, but that's, that's fine. That's healthy awareness. That's healthy uh, awareness. It's necessary awareness. <laughs> and he'll tell you that. Yeah. Like, that's the thing with Dave, too. If you try to, if I tried to be like, hey, man, I'm not doing this stool seed shit anymore, man. I want to fish. He'd be like, See you later, dude. We will get someone <laughs> get else. Like, and he's right. Yeah. Like, I know that. That's yeah. right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, people like, like for instance, you're like a person that in St. Louis, like, oh, I know this guy. We couldn't just switch you out and put someone in. That's what I need is like, I want to. So like the outdoor show to me is a way to really like cement. Like, look, I can do this. I can make people care. I can put out a product that people will like. Right. I want to do that. There's a few other things like as far as like puzzle pieces that would help with that type of thing. I, I want to do a podcast where it's like, you know, outdoors things, which it's tough because I, it, everyone wants to be PMT, right? There's a reason why they're PMT. They're very funny. Like, am I going to be able to do the big can PFT say shit every day when I'm in the office? And I'm just like, fuck man, I would <laughs> never think of that shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, Oh yeah. I played with kids when I was growing up. Shout out to a couple St. Louis dudes, same morning, Michael parks, these dudes, we would play with them in the summer. They would do moves, and it, you just know you know when you can do something versus when you can't. I would see this kid, like, same morning he used to pick the puck up on the back of his stick, and like, and I would see him do it. I wouldn't even think. I would just look away, and I'm like, I, I don't know how I would even do that. And, like, that's like PFT says shit. You're like, fuck. Like, but anyways, so, and I only say that because I sit by them all day, and they just, the, the funniest shit they do is off camera. They just sit across from each other and make up their little, like, takes, and it's like, <laughs> It's very funny. But anyways, so I would love to, like, build that audience through that. So that's step one, right? Mm-hmm. Not be replaceable in my mind. That is the smartest play right there. I mean. That's the play. And also, when you talk about currency, I would say longevity at Barcelona is, to me, right now, the biggest currency. Like, I really don't care what I get paid because what what am I going to do with money? Like, say say someone was like, I'll give you three hundred grand to come, like, do this. No one is saying that. I want to make that clear. But— if they did, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll go do that. What would I do with that money? Try to make videos and try to get attention for them, which the best place to do that is Barstool. Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason why I like the awareness. When when Dave says that, he's not just being an asshole. And I do. I know I've been talking for too long, but I do want to get your opinions because I listened to the show when you guys were talking about all the controversy recently. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to discussing I do think that that's in, like it's fascinating because you don't have – you're not sitting in the same seat where, like, I am I can talk about it, but I'm also on the team where it's like, 
you're unbiased in a sense of like you can see it from a different perspective. So I am interested in that because everyone we talk to in the office, we're all like you're preaching to the choir. You're in the bubble. On the, yeah, we're on the pirate ship. Right. We're like fuck these guys. Of course, <laughs> of course, we think fuck those guys. So it's interesting to see that perspective. But anyways, so the thing to me is like the longer I'm there is the most valuable thing in the world. I've been there almost two years now, which is absurd to say because the stuff, that story I told you seems like yesterday. You could tell me that, like, it was over like that, and it's yeah. like, wow. So the longer you're there, you go, in every bar you go into Manhattan, someone, oh, what's up, dude? I saw you in this. Because the thing you don't realize, when I put out stool scenes, right, first ones were getting so many views, it was obscene to me. I, As you know, like, I wasn't putting out a lot of heavy view videos, so, like, when they would get, like, hundreds of thousands of views, like, overnight, over the weekend, I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, I got 100,000 people know who I am. Also, no one, like, you have to hit someone over the head a thousand times before they recognize you. Mm. Seriously. Mm. Like, if you want to be, like, think about even people, like, I see all the time that have six, six million followers on Instagram. I've never heard of them in my life. It's so hard to, to get people to know who you are. Even like Dave has been doing daily pizza reviews, daily rundown, all this stuff for almost five or six years straight. They've been on camera every day tweeting all this stuff. Even he's still like, if he goes on like uh, Mad Money or whatever, some people are like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that is the, the biggest humbling thing of being around that stuff is you're like, longevity is the biggest thing. The only way, like look at NFL players. The most well-known guys, they've just been in there. They've been on Sunday Night Football a million times. They do the interviews. Like, I'm trying to do that. Get in as many places as possible in a positive way. You don't want to be, like, being just a troll. You know what I mean? Right. I want to get as many places as possible as many times and have people be like, oh, like, I kind of like that guy. Because people are looking for people to like and be interested in. That's the nature of our business, right? Like, if I'm sitting in the car listening to the radio, I want to like someone that I can listen to. Mm-hmm. So... I think that is, like, my my biggest thing, too, is, like, A, build the thing, and also just every year I'm there, every, not even year, because that's a long metric, right? But just being here, like, a year ago, I've, I haven't done that much crazy shit since then, where it's, like, it's not like I'm, like, oh, this was before I was on, like, national TV. No, it's basically the same website, a lot of the same stuff, but, like, just recognition factor, like, podcast guests, like, fucking Vaughn Miller DM'd me last night. That's something I never thought I'd say in my life, but, like... <laughs> Like, that's still crazy to me. But, like, I, I, like, a year ago, the followers, this, that, it's not that much different, but it grows so exponentially. Like, if someone sees you after three years, they're going to be like, oh, I've seen this guy a year ago, and there's more trust. Maybe they'll reach out. Maybe they'll do something. So I think that is, like, the next biggest thing, right? So being less replaceable and having more time to where you're, like, a person that someone knows that, if I go on a, a different podcast and I'm this, it's like, oh, I know who that guy is. Because that's just, then you're, I guess that goes into the point of not being replaceable too. Because before you're solely relying on being Dave's like underling, it's, you know, tough for people to care. So then after that, it's like, that's kind of the next level after that, right? It's like when I almost don't even think about it because it doesn't even matter what I think right now about it. But I would love to have like, and this is once again delusion, but like, I, I do, and my dad, This he listens to your show all the time. He tells me stuff where it's like, you care about St. Louis, right? Like, in a way that I think some people don't. Like, we have a, such an interesting thing here where it is a big city, but it doesn't always get the recognition. Shout out to fuck the Rams, but, like, stuff like that. <laughs> like, we get disrespect. Like, even in Saint Louis, or, uh, New York, people are like, someone asked me the other day, Hank asked me the other day, he's like, 
are you going home? Like, oh, isn't that by Wisconsin too or something? I'm just like, dude, fuck you, man. And like people like Coley's sitting there. He's like, who fucking cares? Like, no big. And it's like, to us, that's crazy. But people really don't. I know it, man. I'm so like, you. I, I appreciate, like, I would love to make St. Louis like a cool place in a place that it's not like, not a flyover, but sometimes it is. I don't think that. But people like that but think that. Say what you want about Boston. That's not that big of a city either. I was just there a few, uh, like a month ago. That's not that big of a city. Those people are so cocky. It helps <laughs> when you win a championship every year. Mm-hmm. But they, no one fucks with them. They're like, they got some thorns on them. Like, I wish, like, I would love to make, and that's why I like what you do too. Because it's like, I like how this is like a, a cool look. Like, And I want to bring a Barcelona event here too soon. Because it's like, I want to like energize the people that are our age, guys like us that are like, we're, we're not just like a flyover thing, whatever. I think it's cool to make it a cool place to be. And I would love to like get as much attention as I can from Barcel stuff. Right. And I wish we could have like a Barcel branch here. Obviously they'd probably do Chicago. And when I say probably, that means a hundred percent, but like, <laughs> because big cat's going to go there or whatever, if he did. But so I would love to like, when you say like, all right, would you want to be a Barcel forever? It's tough to say because Barstool right now, there's no telling what it might be. Like, so, yeah, I would want to be there forever in the sense of, like, I mean, I don't think anyone ever, not ever, but, like, you don't, like, no one signs a contract with a team and is like, I hope to be here two years and get traded. Like, you know what I mean? So, no, I it's like, I like, I want to be a franchise player for Barstool, obviously, or else why, like, I believe in it. I've read it. It's like, that's my, like, LeBron playing for Cleveland since, that was a bad example because he left, but the fact that he was... <laughs> fact that he's born there and played for them and wanted to make sure he got back there yeah. no but i mean i guess i shouldn't have said the parts where he left but I, my sense of like he's from there that's like his hometown team like his pat maroon playing for the blues barstool is my favorite website of all time that's my like cinderella story like i want to be a barstool franchise player obviously or else that's not even a question or else why would i be there and that's how i think a lot of well 99 percent of people there i would say feel the same way and now there are people that come in you know are using it for not using it, but you know, certain people are more have blood with their blood brothers than they are others, and that's not to be like a talk shit. I think that's of any place. You know, there's certain guys who are playing for a contract versus playing to win a championship. I think that goes on in any organization. Right. I want to do both, obviously, but I'm I'm also delusional, idealistic. You know what I mean? So, well, I, the reason I asked the question is, yeah, and I said this to my, wife, I said you're the first person who I have. And we hadn't even met until two hours ago. Which is fucked up. I should have came the last time. <laughs> I'm so bad at planning and no, responding to no, stuff. No, I'm I sorry. am the worst. I don't like to plan. It's like for this, I'm like, yeah, 10 o'clock will probably work. I got to make sure Nick is available. I got to make sure Pete's available. Right. It's a Sunday after all. So I, I'm fine with it. I'm like, whatever time works for everybody, it's yeah. cool. But the reason I say it is for the first time I feel like in 13 years since I started inside STL, I'm like, here's a guy that if he wanted to, I could build a show around. You know, yeah. without without question, you know, the morning amazing, afters yeah. in the morning and I had a radio station. I'm like, this guy, you can build a show around this guy in the afternoon. Right now. But I also recognize you're living in New York City. You're working at Barstool. You are at the place that you would want to be. Mm-hmm. But the talent is there. 
the ability to be just like, yeah, fuck it. You don't like me. Fine. But this is what I think. Yeah. But also being cognizant with the self-awareness and then also recognizing the thing that I deal with, which has always been such a, the business side of it, you know, Huge. you know, and the so business getting side that is so important. Oh, it's, no it's one thinks thing. it matters. It's, yeah. I know. It's like, well, I'm going to go down there and get this interview with this guy. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's it not going to pay It doesn't mean anything. It literally it means does nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And, and just to that point, thing. and I, I do want to answer the other stuff, but just to that point, since you said it. My first thing, and, and this is not to be skeezy or anything, but when I made outdoors, right, I would talk to the salespeople. I would talk to everyone because I know whether something's, this isn't the right way to say it, but pe- whether something's good or not, whatever it is, if I can get people to sponsor it, the show will happen. Exactly. So my exactly livelihood right. of not being a fucking camera guy, like stool scenes guy all the time, is find someone to pay me to make fishing videos. Then they can't say no. Hopefully they think it's good too. Like I don't want David to be like I hate this, but we but have we to. Have, we're but either money. way, it's right. like when I'm when I'm talking about scrapping and clawing, I'm talking about like you're on the side of a mountain, and if you don't get this rock hold, you are going to fall off. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like I need to advertise it, and that's why I'm so fucking stressed about. I should have put out two months ago because they buy shows, and then you take longer to put them out, and they're like, "Hey man, remember when we like yeah. we're gonna pay you to do the episode that you haven't put out?" So that's that's just in my own to do list. I should need to get those out. But anyway. <laughs> So I would talk one of my best friends at Barstool, this kid named Matt Brown, right? He is one of our main sales guy. He's like classic case, too, where he should be content. He's funny. He's all these things. But he still is sales, whatever. I want him to jump ship, come over to my side. I try to get him to work on still things, but it wouldn't. Anyways, so we talked to him. He helped me sell outdoors. People would DM me. I sold the first sponsorship off outdoors from someone who DM'd me, a guy who worked for the company. And I was like, dude, let's talk. Let's set up a call because I knew I was like, this is it. Like, this is the lifeblood. If I can get this guy, this show happens. So I would talk to that. And like, like you said, I know people at Barstool and I really like, once again, you never know the other thing about like podcasts, recordings, anything. So many things with Barstool, you never know. It it could be, this could be talked about on the rundown right now. And Dave could shit down my throat and be (laughs) like, why'd you say this and this? Or no one could ever give a fuck about it. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to tell Anything can blow up, and there's so much stuff that most stuff gets ignored. So it's like, I don't want to say something that's, like, bad. But I know people at Barstool, too, that are extremely talented. And once again, I love everyone there. I get everybody's motivations. I'm not, like, I don't want to be a team can't. Like, I'm not talking shit about people. There's certain people that are so talented, so funny, make stuff that is fucking hilarious. But like you said, if they don't have a, like, they'll do stuff, just unsponsored things, this, that. And to them, they're like, yeah, Barstool's paying us to just get people interested in the site so we don't have to have a sponsor. So like, that is the other side of it. If they don't have to, like maybe they're like, your shit's not funny. You have to get a sponsor. But to me, I, I want to do both where I get. No one of the salespeople give a fuck if you do some funny video. If they don't sell it and Barstool doesn't make money, how does it like mean anything? Exactly so like, but like there are people that are so funny, but it's it's kind of like it comes and goes. And it's like, that's why too. I filmed all these episodes. I'm sitting on them. Like I said, the first two that are sponsored should come out. I don't want any of them to think I'm sitting on them like I'm not. Those need to be finished. But, like, I'm not going to put stuff out for nothing because, like, what's the point of that? You just filmed all this shit. Get a sponsor. Someone will eventually, like, if you believe in it, someone will sponsor it. And it's like, that is so important. Like you said, people like, oh, I want to go do this. You have to have the reverse engineering of it. If they go, If I go get a quote from you about something what are you going to do with that? Whereas if you make a show or get, can get people to care like this show, like, Oh, I have a podcast where I have a sponsor. 
it is a tangible thing that you can create mm-hmm. versus something else. I think a lot of people don't get that when you talk about like interns or this or that. They they have energy. They want to do something, but what are they going to do? Yeah. And you've got to convey that without, I mean, I remember the thing like in the University of Missouri Journalism School, supposedly right. one of the best journalism schools with Syracuse and Northwestern. Be like, you got to do this with a Nat Sound pop here, and then you got to do this with the edit. And then I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then I win Emmys and I win Moreau Awards. And it's like, oh, here's your 4% raise. Take it or leave it because there's a guy down in Tulsa who'll cut his dick off to come right. here and work for 20 grand less than you're working for. 100%. And there's reality. And I'm like, fuck, I'm replaceable. And then it doesn't mean a damn thing. Some then you build an bag. audience. And then it's like, Fuck, we can't we can't mess with him. And if he leaves, oh shit, there go all the advertising dollars. And, and now I got the juice. Hundred percent. That's and, the game. And some douchebag who doesn't know, uh, literally didn't go to journalism school. They're like, hey man, we're gonna have to cut you off the air because this guy is like making people care about <laughs> right. something. And that's the game. It's, and it's crazy. For people, to, that's why I'd like to go down to the Missouri journalism school. Hey, listen, I know this shit's real, but this part's the real real. Yes. because it's about the dollars. And I. I got I got to make sure that I wrap it because I feel terrible. I've kept these boys here, although I, think I know. They're, I'm sorry. Dude. No, no, no. I, so you wanted to talk about the bar stool controversy stuff? Yeah, so, I mean, which maybe stu- once again, it's no, like, I, 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 I wanted, I wanted, to, but I legitimately wanted to ask about it. So you brought it up, but I, I was planning on that. Would, that's what I was going to finish on, because I am not like to your level before you started working there. I am my my view on bar stool is I couldn't have a greater amount of respect for what has been built. I mean, I, I mean, how can you not? Even if mm-hmm. you hate the shit, how can you not respect what has been built? Some people I don't, don't. But and yeah. I don't even know how you, I, I don't, it's like, you know, like an analogy, and it's a poor analogy, would be like auto racing. It's not my thing. But if somebody said, hey, you know, we can offer you, you know, you can get in on the stock here and, you know, it's not my thing, but you're going to have, it, you're like, okay, I mean, I respect that there's a following for Something it, works, you know? yeah. But I mean, when it comes to Barstool, I'm, I'm certainly interested in that as opposed to auto racing. But, my premise is even if somebody doesn't like the content, you can't not respect the fact that this thing has gone from an idea to an empire. I don't know how you can't. And then the people who built it when it was nothing, you know, I remember what it was like when I got a check from the tin can for a hundred dollars. I'm like, oh my God, somebody's going to buy advertising on this thing that I just came out of my mind. It's you know? crazy. That yeah. is maybe the best feeling in the world. Yeah. To come like, up with, an, with hey. something out of air and then it be, all of a sudden becomes dollars and now you're getting an operating agreement and forming an LLC and get a bank account and all this like, shit. That's real magic. Yeah. It's I'm a, not it, talking about best. Harry Potter. Like if you think of something and someone's like you, it's legitimate magic. It goes from your brain to someone's like, it's I'm going to get, it's, it's crazy. Be, it's such a high. And, and, and also part of the deal with it is you're also, you're not going to bat a thousand. Fuck, if, all you got to do is get one hit sometimes yes. if it's the hit. If it's a bomb. But, you know, gonna... and if a motherfucker's sitting in his cube, you know, working to take your pick of whatever St. Louis joke job you want. They go, looks like you failed on that one. Like, fine. But I came up with the idea for the morning grind and the morning after. How's everything going for you? Exactly. You know, I mean, so it's exactly. always there, but whatever. It's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. So when it comes to Barstool, I'll ask, I'll say, because I don't know Dave Portnoy from anybody. Obviously, he doesn't know me. And people say, well, he's kind of playing a character. And I'm like, oh, really? So is it like a Vince McMahon character or is it – so what is it? Because people go, oh, I mean, I mean, I like Barstool, but I don't like Portnoy. I like Big Cat and I like P- PFT. That seems that seems like that's the safe way to that is like on trope. Barstool. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, well, they're good. And like and now they've come under attack. The funniest thing is these hit pieces, it's like a school project where you like – I can now – I could probably chart out every single one. I could probably write one off memory exactly. And now they've done this thing where they're like – Okay, not only are PFT and Big Cat the only safe ones. Now it's like they're bad for enabling. That. Like that's right, their new right. thing. That's is the, that I've noticed that that's the new uh, play. Is like, oh, not only are they safe, but now they're bad because they're safe. 
and people use them. They say they're the gateway drug. To, <laughs> it's so funny. So I would say this. He is as real as it gets. And the, I mean, that, that part is no qualms. He's as real as it gets. He's the same all the time. Is he more of a character when the cameras come on in the sense of like, not character, sorry, I meant more of a showman? Yeah, if he's like in the middle of like a rant on the radio or the middle of like a, a pizza review. When they, the other day, the guy uh, told him to get off the patio. He what, gives the guy in Louisville? Was there yeah, or something like that? Yeah, that funniest, one of our funniest like memes in the office. We're going to need you to get off pizza my patio. It's so funny. But, what, they shut down for, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, but that's once again, like Goodfellas, yeah. huge PR, like in there, right. whatever. But the point is, I don't think that that's like, how could you say anyone like is, uh, is Drake more of a performer on stage? than Yeah, because he's like, do, like do, does Dave put on a show? In some cases, yeah, but not not like in a fake way. That's why he's so entertaining. Like on the rundown, he talks a little different than if he's like sitting in his office, but like he's on camera doing a show. Like people love to say that too. It's like, yeah, but like it, are you different on the radio than like if you're oh, sitting— I'm, I'm horrifically boring in, in, in like when, when the microphone's like on. Like if me and you were sitting It's such a here, disappointment to everybody. Right. Like if me and you were sitting here like eating lunch, I'm not going to be like, and that's why— this, It's like, no. You're, like so, so people like to say that. I'd be like, this fucker's crazy. He's right. on more coke than I can shake his Right, and at. it's like, what are you talking about? No, and like— So I, I, I think he's the realest person of all time, and, and sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad because he— Not bad, but like— uh, Bad in the sense of other people will take it out of context in the way that if you never did that, it would give it would be very hard to do that. But but on the other side of the coin, the ESPN Sam Ponder stuff, right? Big Cat is about as like not straight laced, but I mean he's he's definitely was a little less before as he's become so enormous. You have to that comes with anything. Like, is Aaron Rodgers more measured than when he was at like Cal? Yeah, probably. But that's right. like you just learn as you become bigger. They take that out and try to make him a bad guy with, like, that kind of stuff. I could not find a more, like, not smart, but, like, he knows what to say and what not. He's so careful not to do that, and people still try to make him out to be a bad guy. Dave knows what to say, what not. If you go on radio every single day, as you know, for years and years and years, and, and you're covering the topics that he does, rundown, they do it every day, 30 minutes for about five years, whatever. And it's not like they're talking about, do, like, you know, is, is this state going to, like, fund this? No, they're talking about, like, porn stars. They're talking about, like, sex girls getting, you know, this chick got found in a bathroom like this. How do you make a comment about that every single time for seven years and never once have somebody take something out of context? Uh, couldn't That's agree tough. The Dave quote about the skinny jeans thing, I forgot. I think that was, like, 2008 or 2007. Whenever it was, it's a line in a blog. He's written, I think, 10,000 blogs. It was a very clear joke. Would he do it again? I don't remember his answer. I think he he he's very resolute that you're never going to find Dave sitting there like, man, if only I didn't say this. No, he knows what he says. He is very like resolute, and he he doesn't say dumb things. As dumb as this sounds, like it, it, people think like, oh, he's so boisterous, this or that, right? Dave is very like when when you look at the entire statement, it always has backup. Like any single thing, like I'm trying to think of the stuff, even the Sam Ponder one that was so controversial. It was an after show of a Pick'em podcast in 2013, and they're trying to, they were making a joke about her bringing her baby on college game day, whatever. There's such a like levels of context to what they're talking about that when you see a headline like Barstool Sports host calls someone a slut or something, you would have thought he like came out and made like a statement like, 
yo, I got something to say. This, you know, res- reputable person is a whore. It's like that is completely not what happened. But when it gets boiled down to that, and like we always say, shout out to the people, like the the people trying to take us down. They they know what they're doing. They're like, if you take that out of context, and I put it on a Facebook page to where somebody's aunt sees that, she sees it and goes, "This guy is the worst." Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're a stoolie, we don't even remember what he said because it's like what, like in the context of the thing, it makes complete sense. So I remember, I actually, I think I might have wrote on uh, a notepad. I was going to text you that day or DM you, but I didn't want to also be like the guy that's like, I don't like. You never know how well you know someone. It's like. Do I, am I going to be like, hey, I heard you guys say this? Not in a mean way. I just wanted to give my take because I saw when you guys talked about one of the recent hit pieces, like the big lead or the daily, yeah, whatever. Yeah, about a month ago. Yeah. I don't even know. They're all interchangeable at this point. <laughs> and like literally, I, I cannot describe the office, which is probably a bad thing because my job's to document behind the scenes. I should probably be able to. <laughs> but like, like, I don't have footage of this directly. But like when it comes out, we literally laugh. Like it's as if you're a team that like, like the Warriors, when you see a new piece about them, like not be, I'm not saying we're the Warriors, but like they must have, they, we've heard it so many times that it's like, we're like, oh, like we, we literally play bingo. Like, all right, let's get it. Misogynistic. Ooh, all right. Sticking with the script. Like, ooh, like we'll, we'll get excited. Like when they did the one about the PFT and Big Cat are now the, we're like, that's a new one. Like, hey, that's interesting. Like at least being the gateway drug. Yeah. 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 It's like, all right, at least they're switching it up. Like yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we've, we've seen it all. And like, I've been lucky enough. It, for for better or for worse, to not be the target of any of them. Like, even Large, this guy just started. He was one within, like, a week. But it's almost like a badge of honor. Like, it's like, oh, they tried to do a hit piece against me. It's almost like a Blood Brothers thing where I'm almost jealous. Like, damn, like, no one's ever come for me. It's like, so, you know, because there is a certain, like... Well, the so- logic of it, I think, is they know your audience, the yep. schoolies, are going to read it. So it's going to get clicks. And then you're also going to get support from the people who know nothing about it but are offended by a number of things. And then the Twitter pitchfork mafia on both sides will tweet it out, and all of a sudden it's going to get, coincidentally right. so, page views. And it's tough so be, as well because, like, a lot of—and we—it's tough. There's always a debate, too. Like, and I, Big Cat said this on record. Big Cat's like, why are we giving these guys the time I of know, day? Punching down. Which, which there is, like, right. a sense of it where it's like some of these people, I would never know their name. I used to read Deadspin, like, 2008, and then it's like, I was like, all right, that is enough. Like, it's, it's not that interesting. The only time I ever hear about Deadspin— and this is obviously, like, once again, self-awareness. I know I'm a Barcelona person. People are going to be like, you're just saying that because you hate that. No, legitimately, no one's sending me articles like, did you see what Desmond wrote? The only time we talk about them is when they're like, Barcelona is the worst people on earth. And it's like, why not? I mean, why wouldn't you talk about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I know, once again, the rap thing. Like, the only time people were, like, really doing, like, Pusha T was never doing interviews with all these, like, national. He was, but it wasn't, like. What did he say until he was fighting with Drake? It's like people love to do that. And there is an, an element of like, why are we giving these people time day? But Dave did write the blog the other day and I, his blog is called like, it's, I think it's his pinned tweet right now. It's like why I continue to defend Barcelona against the whatever. And, and when you look at it in the context of that blog, and I, I can't sum up the entire thing, but when you build something from your it, passing out it. papers, yeah, all yeah. this stuff over probably, what is it now, 15, 16 years and people want to boil something down to, like, an out-of-context thing from six years ago, it's one of the most absurd things. And they, like, send—they, they like, reach out to advertisers being, like—like, like they directly try to sewer bomb us to advertisers. Come on, man. Like, if you don't think there's a bias there of some of that stuff, that is crazy. Is it good for business for us? I don't know, because it is interesting. Like, nothing moves the needle like controversy. 
And at the end of the day, the people who like us probably aren't going to read that hit piece and be like, that's it. I'm out with these guys. You know what I mean? Right, right. But I do think the stigma of it sometimes, yeah, it's like, fuck, man. Like we like me, for instance, I was with one of my very good friends, like a, a mentor to me, a fishing guide in Florida. I went up to his his condo, his wife, these people. And I'm, I don't want to say a woman's age, but they're they're above 60, 70, whatever. I'm not going to you know, I know they don't like that. My grandma is like still 29, <laughs> but she said to me, oh, just be careful. You know, like I, I'm not into that bar. So whatever. And I'm sitting there. I'm like. Hey, I didn't even know what, I'm like, wait, do you know, this woman had heard like negative things about Barstool, like, oh, they hate women, all this stuff. There is an element to that where I'm sitting there yeah, and she's telling it to me, right? Absolutely. And I'm like, exactly what you're saying. First of all, I have Dave's back, all that. I ride to the gates of hell from no doubt. But there is an element where I'm like, this person's saying I'm this and I, I know I've never done that. And I'm like sitting there like, there is an element to that where you're like, Damn, this is I know. Like... Listen, I mean, I realize it's, again, on a sliver, but I can relate to it. And it's the only thing people go, why are you defensive on that? I'm like, I mean, you, I, you can say we're the worst fucking show ever. It's fine. I suck. Whatever. All of those things are cool. But then if you say we did something that we didn't do, that's the or, or one of my people did something that they didn't do. That's when I get involved. And just a week ago over the weekend, got an email from one of our salespeople said, hey, this advertiser was going to buy in. But they received one email from somebody who's saying our radio show uh, degrades women and was something else. And I go, uh, and I go, I said, that's, that's fine. I said, I've been, I haven't heard this stuff in a while. Cause most of those people have gone away. You know, they were usually older and they got into there like, we can't take them down. So we went away. And then I said, if you could respond, like what exactly, cause I know it didn't happen. Right. I know it didn't happen. Show, show us the proof. Show, that's the other thing. Said, just politely, please. And then the salesperson, because I think I know where it came from, it's usually the same person who tries to like what you said, sewer bomb, you know, try to take out the advertiser. Which is That's one the of the scummiest things. Like if it's you're going, if, if you're trying to feed your kid in someone, if you, let me say, if you legitimately did something wrong, that's very different. But if someone's like has a personal vendetta, jealousy or wh- whatever the thing and is putting words that didn't happen out there, that's going to eventually take money off your table. You should be able to like fight that. Like yeah. that is like is is real of an offense. Like what? How could you feel good about yourself doing that? Mm. And another thing I want to say just on that point, when you said show me the thing, when when Sam Ponder, oh, this might have been the last. I don't know what caused the last flare up. Once again, it, they have so, many so much. Right. When Sam Ponder did the Instagram story saying Dave said her son was aborted, like when when that was the fake thing, we have more stuff on record, podcasts, rundown, blogs. That, there is 0.0 evidence. If you think that there was evidence and it wouldn't have been front and center in the allegations or the hit pieces or whatever, imagine writing a hit piece about something someone said in like being like, wow, look at this and not putting the thing in there. Like, why would you do a trial and be like, this guy shot someone, but don't show him the gun or the murder <laughs> scene. He never. It's like, what? What are we talking? So why does she keep going? Going with this? I don't know. I really. Sam Ponder's mentality, I really can't speak on that. I don't even know. Like, some of these people, like Dan, Dave, all them, they've, like, dealt with directly. I'm, like, a peon in the sense right. of, like, I'm I'm as much of, like, know about it as, like, you know, a trainer compared to, And like, I know even less, so that's why you're kind of on but, the inside in yeah, the but it's that like, you're in the building. I'm just like, man, she keeps going with it, but, even though that show's already gone, and she got what I thought she wanted, and that would end I, it. Yeah, I have no idea, and I also want, like, have the awareness, like, if Big Cat heard me saying why Sam Pat, he'd be like, shut up, Ben. So, like, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so, right, exactly. so, like, my point is, I don't know, but my point is, when you're saying something, and you're like, 
why do people respond when when someone's like, oh, you said something about an abortion? Like, not like, a, oh, someone told me to fuck off. It's a pretty ghastly thing. Yeah. And you never said that? Come on. And the best thing are the people that are like, oh, like, this guy's always attacking, whatever. If someone, if I said that you, like, ate my lunch out of the fridge and you didn't do it, you would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. That is the least. Of, if I said you did something that serious, you, people act like they wouldn't say anything. Come on, man. That's no. like your character. Mm-hmm. Like, who would do that? Couldn't agree but, with you more on that. But honestly, like, and in, in when you say that type of stuff, too, with the advertisers and everything, it's like, it's very hard for people to understand what it's like when they think you're just responding with bias when you're like, I can't even say anything because you're just going to say we're defending Barstool. Or like they'll they'll say something and they're like, oh, the Barstool hordes will attack me, right? Like they say that a lot. Like I was afraid to say something because the Barstool if, – if you say something incorrect about that Dave never said and people respond and are like, he never said that, like you're a scumbag for trying to put words in it or, you know, lie, is that an attack or is that just kind of like reality of what mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. And then we get put on for like, oh – you guys use the internet mob. It's like, what is going, like, what are we even talking about? How do you defend against that? Yeah, if somebody's just making something up about you or your business. I agree with you. That's my, that's the only, I can deal with, oh, you fucking suck. That's fine. I mean, when you've been doing this 20 years, it's kind of in one ear out the other. But if somebody says, hey, that show did this or he did that or he said that and you didn't do it, you're like, but it's one of those things. You can't prove a negative. And then once it's exactly. out there. And then once it's out there, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. And, and the other thing, too, like like this is what when you think about all of the mentality of it, because that's one thing when I, I was going to text you that day where it's like it's hard for people to understand. And it's the same thing as a sports game. It's the same thing when we look and we're like, why did this guy do this? It is so different when you're the one doing something than to uh, analyze it. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I know that's not breaking news. But when you like this interview right now, right, I showed up. I brought, I drank this yerba mate. I have these little like vanilla Oreos in the car and I come here. You're in a t-shirt. We're talking on a Sunday morning, right? Could not be a more innocent thing. If someone was like, oh, McKernan did something with Barstool. Like, wow, I thought you're better than this. Like you're a scumbag. Could that be any more like far-fetched from what is the reality of what's happening? It didn't even cross my mind as a possibility, but maybe it'll happen. No, like I feel bad because now like, like it didn't cross my mind until you were saying that just now. I'm like. People do stuff like it's like, oh, I liked this until I knew it was a bar. Like Redline Radio, the Chicago thing, it was the funniest thing. Uh, they they retweeted a gif of uh, the fight in Wrigley. Do you ever see a thing? It was like no fighting in the bleachers. It was a funny video. Redline Radio, shout out to my guys. I'm not a Obviously, we despise the Cubs, all that, but they're good dudes. And they're, for being scumbag Cubs fans, they're doing a good job. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I don't want to pump them up, but if you do live up there, listen to them. Anyways. And then we're going to beat them every single year from now on, 100 more years. (laughs) Anyways, they tweeted a GIF, right? People retweet it. These fucking loser reporters. I'm sorry. And, like, once again, it's tough to be cocky when you know I was in my parents' basement. So it's hard to look look down on these people who I would have, like, killed to be. But it's like, you guys are such losers. You have fucking 3,000 followers, and you're trying to act like an authority. Like, so they they quote tweet, and they're like, oh— I'm now going to unretweet this because I didn't know it was affiliated with Barstool. It's a fucking video someone tweeted. Get over yourself. (laughs) Like, they literally renounced their retweet of a video. Imagine being that. Is that that right? I was not aware of that part of it. Oh, it was the funniest thing. Like, Big Cat blogged it. it, it, That's what I'm saying. It's so 
phony. It's, it's so, so phony. phony. And it's a bunch of people who are replaceable. And they're upset that there is a creative side that's right. done something. And then they have to shit on it and then try to, like, outlaw it in a but sense. You because it's threat to the establishment. Yes, that's think about the chain of events. You unretweeted a video oh, that just, we didn't take. Of, that we me. just retweeted of someone fighting in Wrigleyville bleachers. Because Redline Radio, their social media person, retweeted it. That's the one you saw out of all the videos. Redline Radio associated with bars or works for Barstool. Barstool, where someone works that five years ago, something out of contact. Think about the yeah. chain of events yeah. to get to that yeah. lunacy. Yeah. And that that's what when Dave talks about the blue checkmark brigade. What are we talking about? Like these people are sitting there looking at you. I would like to renounce my retweet. What are we talking? Think about the chain of events from like how dramatic that is. You know what I'm saying? So when when I was saying that just now, it's like we couldn't be more natural. Like I'm gonna go put on shorts and go fish after. This is the most like honest thing. I I wanted to meet you. I think this whole thing's awesome. I want to like come be a part of this. Oh, cool. Like let me come talk to this guy. And you could I I pray that it doesn't happen because you guys don't deserve that. But it's like someone think of the chain of events from the Wrigleyville fight thing. Retweet could be like. Wow, McKernan, really doing something with Barstool? Like, I thought you're better than that. Wow. Like, think about it. I don't that. know. I think people pr- pretty much know I'm a, a pervert, so I, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm but good. Like, but, like, think of <laughs> But, like, you're... if Frank Cusimano, they'd be like, whoa, Frank, you know, shit. I thought you're... And think of, and you're sitting there like, what? What? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know you're a good person. Like, when, when the, and I love this woman. She's a great person. It's one of my mentors. Like, why? Like, I'm not disrespect. And credit to her. Like, she can think whatever she wants. But when she said that to me, and I'm standing in Island Rod, Florida, in like overlooking the ocean, and someone's like kind of looking down on me for being like massage, and I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm like, what? Yeah, like it, oh, it really. Brutal. I agree with me. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's like, you don't like exactly get that about. perspective until it happens yep, to you. So that's exactly like why right. Dave and Big Cat, when they react that way, it's like, imagine being like a scarlet letter for something, and you're like, you know, you didn't do anything yep, wrong. Yep. If someone tried to say I was like, ta- like I'm late or like bad time management, I know I'm guilty. <laughs> like I'll take that. Right. Someone tries to say I'm I'm bad to women. Go talk to my girlfriend. See which like I've I, I my mom. Go talk to my sisters. Like that's the kind of thing where it's like you know the truth of something, and it it drives you absolutely yep. insane to to have people be like. And and the other side of it is you have to learn to be like, all right, those people are full of shit. Who yep. cares? As but it's long very as it doesn't hard. affect your business and your income. That's kind of, but the thing is sometimes it can't. I would I could keep talking. I think this is a new record by far. I'm sorry, I, man. No, you gotta you cut you gotta cut it off. We might be two part in it. I mean, but I got to fucking piss so bad that I can't do anything. I mean, at this rate, I could probably just talk to you going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. You can talk to Pete and Nick. This has been something else. I'm glad we got a chance to meet. Who would have known that a conversation that started with Lana Rhodes could somehow go a couple of hours, but it was classic, right? I mean. Great to meet you, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. And also, I, I listen to these podcasts, all these things, so it's like. I, there's so much more I want yeah, to talk I know. about. I know. For real, we can go until 6 o'clock. I'm sorry. I'm Holy actually shit. sorry. But it's thank good. You. It was great. Young Page Views. Thanks, brother. So there it is. My conversation with Young Page Views is officially in the books. It is a two-parter. Uh, that is Young Page Views of Barstool fame. Hope you enjoyed it. I loved doing it. And I am thrilled that so many people now are aware of him. A native St. Louisan, started at Parkway Central, graduated from Whitfield, played college hockey, then fancied himself as a rapper, uh, and then made his way to New York City to work for Barstool and chased his dream, and now he's doing very well. So I'm super happy for him. He's just, he's a good guy, but he's obviously also 
incredibly amusing and talented. So very uh, happy that we got a chance to talk, and I never expected it to be two hours and 40 minutes, but that's what it was, and that's why we made it two parts. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to Mark Hanna for presenting our guest, Young Page Views. Ben Friedman is his real name. Uh, and then also to uh, to Ryan Kelly, our studio sponsor. We did the interview online at thehomeloanexpert.com. James Carlton, the State Farm Insurance Agency in Webster Groves, the Carlton Agency. And also... Uh, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet at I-270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit, and Mike Judy Presents at online at MikeJudyPresents.com. Thank you to Gangster Pete for his work, to Nick Yale for his videography, and to all of you for listening to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.